Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Respect Team podcast. My name is Amy Hanna, and I have the privilege of being the director of the Respect Team, a nonprofit organization that speaks to middle school and high school students about the importance of self-respect and respect of others. Today with me, I have the beautiful, amazing Justice Kelly. Justice just recently received the title of first runner up in Mrs. America, which is fantastic. We're so proud of her. Girl, I was rooting for you. I was so excited. You did awesome. Thank you so, so much. I mean, I could feel the love on social media and I just want to say I really, really appreciated you supporting and tuning in and, and just cheering for me along the way. It really meant a lot. I asked Justice to come today because I just, she has such an amazing story and she actually shared to my Teen Speak students a little bit about her story, but I just thought, I really want to put this on our podcast because I feel like people that listen to our podcast, I think one can be encouraged by your story, but two, most of the people that listen to our podcast, we do have students that listen, but I would say a lot of the people that listen are parents of teenagers too. So I think both the encouragement piece and then the education piece, I think is really important. So before we jump into your story, why don't you tell people like who you are, where were you born, where did you go to school, all those different things. So just yeah. give them a little background. Absolutely. So I um, am actually from Indianapolis, born and raised in Indianapolis, um, Eagle Creek area, Northwest side. Um, I went to the Oaks Academy um, from kindergarten to eighth grade before going to Cathedral High School. Um, I now live in Bloomington. So I've been here for about eight years. Indiana University is what brought me here. Um, I studied public health and Bloomington and IU is actually where I met my husband. So um, we are fortunate to have for the last several years now called Bloomington our home. My husband works for IU. Um, I work for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So the last year has looked very different in that our office is in Indianapolis. Prior to the last year, I'd been commuting, um, but I actually work from home. So this is kind of my office setup and um, where I've you know been working from for the last um, year granting wishes. But yeah, that's a little of my background, kind of where I'm from, uh, where I am now. And, and we're definitely just looking forward to the future. I love Amy and just to have to say, you know, thank you so much for having me. I love the opportunity to connect with amazing people like yourself and I'm mm -hmm. um, just super honored to be a part of what you're doing today. Yay. Thank you. So is that a picture of your husband behind you? Um, it's not actually. And so I can share a little bit as I kind of get into my story, um, but it's a painting of my husband's younger brother. Um, so he actually lost his brother to gun violence. And so that's something that we, um, you know, talk about pretty often when we share about, um, you know, adversity and, and things that we've experienced throughout our lifetime. But this is a painting that I actually had um, made for my husband as a wedding gift. So um, we, I had him painted in a tux and it was up there with um, the gentleman that stood beside my husband on our wedding day. Oh, that's so, that's special. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh, 
Yeah, they resemble for sure. They resemble. Yeah. yeah. Well, of course, the brother. That makes sense. So yeah. So justice because you work for the Make a Wish Foundation. This is putting you totally on the spot. Do you have one of the wishes that you have granted, which is such a fun thing to be able to be part of? But do you have a favorite one or one that like really sticks out to you? Man, that is such a hard question because when I tell you I have such an amazing time with every wish that I'm a part of, I think one of the coolest experiences I've ever been able to be a part of just in granting wishes and moving wishes forward um, and their journey is really kind of those moments where kids don't realize just how like grand and, and big of a wish they can ask for. So we had a wish kiddo who asked for a soccer ball. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Cause I'm like, kid, you can get your soccer ball and more. So, you know, then conversation began of like, well, how about we meet our favorite soccer player and we'll play a, you know, with your soccer ball to get signed. And maybe we throw some goals in your backyard, like just all of the things that uh, make a wish provides to really make that experience even more than what our kids are um, expecting and asking for. So that pro- I think just that memory of being able to like see the kids' eyes open really big when I'm like, you can have a soccer ball and more. Like, like let's keep talking about, you know, all the more that could be. So um, yeah, I mean, every single wish is just amazing and, and so rewarding, um, but that for sure is a memory that stands out. You, you get to be like a fairy godmother. You literally get to say whatever you want we are gonna make it happen that really is how it feels sometimes I mean I told someone when they asked what I do for a living I'm like I tell kids to dream bigger <laughs> like, like when it's like you know what do you I mean you can have anything you can meet anyone you can go anywhere um, those are my favorite conversations to have so yes I love that analogy of fearing godmother because that's how it feels sometimes so justice let's jump in to your story just a little bit so Tell us some parts of your story and then we'll dig deeper. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead, sure. start, start where you want to start. Absolutely, for sure. And I mean, I think it for me is always just something I like to preface with. Um, I talk about hardships and I talk about things that I've gone through in life, but I also 100% recognize and acknowledge that I've had an amazing life, amazing childhood, amazing family. And I think so many could say that and, and can relate to despite what, each of us has been through, you know, being able to see so many blessings and just privileges that we've experienced. Um, But something that I am very open about sharing is um, my having experienced sexual childhood abuse. I know that for me at a very young age, that was something that definitely shaped my outlook of life. Um, Unfortunately, being introduced to a world of what no child should experience. um, I just looking back, you know, reflect on um, just the ways that that impacted me. It really wasn't until college that I think I dug a little deeper into, um, you know, research and, and just better understanding how abuse as a child, you know, sexual childhood abuse specifically can impact you um, in adulthood. And it, it really has been through therapy. It's been through um, talking with, you know, my community and, and with friends and with trusted um, peers that I've learned so much about myself. And I, I love what you do when it comes to really emphasizing how to have respect for yourself and others. And I think it really starts with yourself. Like I think it's in you being able to, you know, love and and just treat well everyone around you. Um, I recognize that I wasn't doing that to my, like I wasn't treating myself well. There was a lot of just guilt and shame and things that I've had to work through in counseling and in better understanding myself. Um, So yeah, I I think just when I 
think about my story and, and who I am today, um, this is a part that sometimes can be um, harder for me to realize, but every single thing that I've been through has led me to being the person that I am today. And I, I wouldn't change who I am today for a thing. And I, and I recognize that I, I've gone through everything that I've um, been through and it has led me to who I am. Um, so, you know, even those, those questions that I've had in my mind of, you know, why and how, and, you know, what do you do with this or how can, how in the world, and I, I I've just got to say this, my faith is something I rely on quite a bit. So I, I sometimes will have this question of like, how can you get beauty from ashes or how can something good come from this awful thing? Um, but I do believe I'm a living testament of that. I, I do believe that um, it's, it's been proven, you know, just to myself by my walking that out. We have a, a statement that we say with respect team of we take our pain and we use it for a greater purpose. So, so it's, in fact, um, you got to meet some of our Teen Speak kids and one of our Teen Speak students, his whole talk was going from pain to power to passion and that he, he was able to look at his story and see a greater strength and be able to use that story for a greater, for a greater purpose, for a greater passion. So just as you you mentioned that whole thing with self-respect. What are some different things that you did personally to really build your self-respect? Yeah, I know that I mentioned counseling, but I want to go a little deeper in this because I, I have to say I was someone who just didn't have a lot of exposure to what being in therapy could look like or, or what that meant. Um, and unfortunately, just the stigma associated with mental health um, kind of thought like, no, I can't, you know, I, I, I'm not that bad, or I'm not, you know, to that level. And I think it was almost having to have enough respect for myself to say, I'm worthy of this. Like I am deserving of this. And it's not that, you know, I'm just um, at such a low that, oh man, you know, that's the only thing, you know, that could help me if that's where you are. Great. Um, but even if it's a, um, I'm, I'm a human being and I'm facing life just like every human being and whatever that looks like for me, um, each of us really are worthy of having someone to process through life with. Um, so, so when you say kind of what helped me to have self-respect, I think a lot of it came to, or can't, comes down to who I was connected with, um, really surrounding myself with people that saw in me something that I didn't see in myself. Um, so a lot of the friends that I have to this day, you know, it's definitely been a journey of, you know, meeting people in college that I didn't even realize would be in my life, you know, for the rest of my life, uh, my husband being one of them. Um, but but that, I think, just being connected to people that have respect for themselves, that kind of teach you and model for you what that looks like. Um, I remember at one point being surrounded by people that I really looked up to and felt like, man, I mean, they just, the confidence they have, the ways that they are so driven and they have these goals. And, you know, I mean, they're just, they're reaching their goals. I don't know if that could ever be me. Um, but I, I love that when I think about that moment and who all those people were that I looked up to and just kind of felt like, oh gosh, you're so much further along in life than me. Those are my best friends. Like those are people that like really surrounded me. And um, again, what I didn't see in myself saw in me and then constantly reminded me, no, you are worthy. You know, this is a goal that you have and you can absolutely reach that. So um, I think that's a huge part of seeing it in yourself, who you're connected to. Um, and then just just recognizing that if you need to talk to someone, it, 
that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's a very human-like thing to need someone to talk to, and it, it doesn't make you less than by any means. I love that you're working through that stigma piece because I think so many times parents, but also teenagers too, when you have to go to counseling, it's that thought of, oh no, I got to go to counseling or, or my child has to go to counseling. So because my child is going to counseling, that must mean there's something wrong with me as a parent, but that's just not the case at all. In fact, I always say we should all go to counseling. Like that should just be part of our yearly checkup, right? We go to the doctor. Well, we're supposed to go to the doctor for our annual checkup, <laughs> but we should also go for a mental checkup too, because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. We have a, a really amazing respect team speaker that she loves to use this analogy. She always says, you know, if you broke your arm, you wouldn't just be like, oh, that I broke my arm. It kind of hurts. I'll just wait for it to get better. No, you would go to the doctor. You would go to the hospital. You would get a cast. Like you would take care of it. But I think so many times with our mental health, we just think, oh, it's just, I'm just feeling a little depressed or I'm just feeling a little anxious. It's fine. I'll, I'll get through it on my own. No, like if there's something going on, it's so important for you as a, a an adult or even for the adults who are listening for your for your child to go into a therapist to be able to go to a counselor and get the help that they need. So I'm glad that you said that. And I love what you added to that, that um, analogy of going to the doctor. I think that's such a good way to put it. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love the way you put that. I'm going to steal that if you don't mind. <laughs> you take it. It's not even mine. I think it, it, I always say it's one of my speakers, but I think she took it from someone, you know, the best speakers we steal from each other. <laughs> yeah, we're all just passing along each other's analogies. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I loved what you said about the people that you have in your life too. So one of the things that we tell our respect team parents is to make sure that you have trusted other trusted adults within your child's life, especially if you're teenagers, they don't always want to talk to mom and dad about everything. I have two teenagers in my house and let me tell you, I want them to talk to me because I'm always like, but I'm fun and I, I understand things. And they're like, you're mom. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. So it's important to have other trusted adults with in your child's life because they definitely need someone that they can talk to. Mentors, people who are speaking truth to them, but like you said, people who are encouraging them and being an example for them to go, oh, wow, you were able to do those things. I wonder if I could do those things too. So when you were with Mrs. America, I know that you had a platform. So for those of you that know nothing about the Miss America, Mrs. America, like none of that stuff, every, do we call, do, what do we call you guys now? Participants? What are they? Um, Mrs. America calls us contestants. Contestants. Those okay. It's still contestants. Yes. Okay, so I wasn't sure because at one point they had talked about getting Miss, rid of them. I know it gets so confusing, but Miss America, I do believe, has transitioned to candidates using candidates. candidates. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you can use either, but Mrs. Contestants. Contestants. Is what okay. I've heard most often. Okay. So the contestants or the candidates, they each have a platform. So what was your platform, Justice? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I'm actually the founder of my platform. It's called Building Inclusive Society. 
Um, this, oh my goodness, is a platform that has absolutely showed me it's, it's a part of my purpose in life. Um, my platform allows me to talk about the importance of acceptance and inclusion. Um, it's something that, I mean, I think naturally throughout my entire life, I've, because I've known what it's felt like to be excluded, I've, I've really kind of in every environment I go in, say, where can I um, be intentional about creating an inclusive environment? Where can I be intentional about speaking up and making sure um, I'm not only using my voice, but elevating others' voices, making sure that everyone is heard, everyone is seen. Um, and, and that's just, you know, what I mentioned, I've realized it's, it's really kind of my purpose in life. Um, it's, it's what drives me. It's what, you know, gives me life. It's what, when I wake up in the morning, I feel, um, you know, if I accomplish nothing today, as long as I am thinking through how can I make spaces more diverse and equitable and inclusive. I mean, I've done it. Um, so yeah, I, I love that you bring up platforms because I think for anyone who's not as familiar with the pageantry industry, um, you know, you see the crowns and the glitz and glam, which is all amazing and I love it. <laughs> but what is really special about pageantry from my experience is uh, platforms and each contestant's platform is truly what it's all about. I mean, when it comes down to it, um, each woman that is, you know, there a part of a competition, whether it's for her state or, you know, competing at the national level, representing her state, um, she's not saying, you know, I'm here because I want a crown in the end. She's saying, if given the crown, this is the cause that I'm going to champion um, throughout my year. This is the platform that I'm going to push forward. So um, it was just such an honor to one, represent Indiana, uh, but also, you know, do it with a platform that means so, so much to me. Do you get to continue with that platform, even though you weren't crowned Mrs. America? Although we are all going to call you Mrs. America, because <laughs> that's just our personal opinion. But do you do you get to continue with that platform, or how does that work? I do, I do. And so I'm actually still Mrs. Indiana through June 5th. So we'll have a new Mrs. Indiana that's crowned June 5th. Um, so after Mrs. America Week, the expectation is that every um, woman returns back to her state representing her state um, through the remainder of her reign. Um, but I will say, even after, you know, my Mrs. Indiana crown and sash are hung up and we have a new Mrs. Indiana, I absolutely believe building inclusive societies will be something that I continue working in. Um, so that's what really excites me. I've found ways to incorporate and implement this work in so many different spaces from starting an initiative at my job. We now have a diversity, equity, and inclusion um, initiative team where so much of what I'm learning at work and just, you know, amazing conversations that I'm um, able to be a part of and able to initiate in many instances, um, you know, to, to things in my personal life, things, you know, organizations that I'm tied to, boards that I'm serving on, where this is absolutely a lens that I, you know, see through. And so just to be able to um, continue that work, even after Mrs. Indiana is something I for sure look forward to. Okay, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Because that I feel like your platform is so important. And that that work needs to continue. You had mentioned that one of the reasons that this platform is so important to you is because you weren't always included. Tell us a little bit about that part of your story. Yeah, I think um, a big part of what comes to mind in you know, just growing up is really a lack of representation, um, unfortunately. And, you know, there's this saying that always kind of comes to mind when I think about, you know, representation and what that means to me, or even the lack of representation and how that might have impacted me. 
um, there's a quote that says, you can't be what you don't see. And so I think for you know me, when I reflect on my childhood, um, just even there being times where you're looking for dolls or Barbies that look like you and just kind of that internal thought process that goes on where it's, well, why, why does one not look like me? Why can I not find one with hair like mine? Is maybe my hair not pretty? Or is, you know, are there characteristics about me that aren't worthy of being, um, you know, reflected in, in the toys or um, the TV shows that I'm watching or the magazine covers that I see? So a big part of my year has been um, really wanting to send this message of um, there's a statement that I use a lot. It's we are America. And it's it's really highlighting beautiful um, identities and, and just the cultural diversity that we have within our country. Um, but it's to send a message that we are America, that, you know, despite being left out of um, history books or, or magazine covers, you know, just really shedding light on the beauty of our differences. Um, so, so when you talk about, you know, feeling excluded, it's kind of ranged from that lack of representation to even being made fun of and bullied as a kid, um, having attended schools where oftentimes um, I was a minority or maybe one of the only um, Black women in my classes. And so um, just the unfortunate reality of what I faced in questioning my own beauty, questioning my own intelligence, questioning how far I can go because of who I had seen um, in front of me or who, who I hadn't seen in front of me, rather. And I think that's that's why it's so important that you are our Mrs. Indiana, that you're our first runner-up for Mrs. America, because you have these young ladies, you have these little girls who do want that representation, who do want to be able to look at our people that are in these amazing positions and to be able to say, she looks like me. I wonder if I could do that. So it's just, that's so important and something that I think people don't always remember and don't always consider. So that's why diversity is so important in every single platform, not just our Mrs. America pageants and our Mrs. Indiana pageants, but in every single platform, we need to have diversity with in our CEOs and our in our top positions. We need to have diversity within our schools. We need to have diversity within our teachers and our administrators and all sorts of different throughout our whole nation. So yeah, so kudos to you for not allowing that exclusion to hold you back. Because I think so many times when teenagers and children go through that exclusion, they feel like, well, I guess that's just, that's who I am. You just defined me and that's who I am. So I can't get through that. I can't get past that. And you didn't allow that to happen. Instead, you said, no, I'm going to use this and I'm going to use my pain and I'm going to use it for a greater purpose. So kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, I think it connects so well to, I've got to bring back up that analogy that you used of going to the doctor. Um, There's a similar one that um, activist Trevor Noah um, references in relation to diversity, equity, and inclusion work, saying that it's like going to the dentist. Like this is work that we always need done. And it's not just a check. Like I attended that training. I'm good. You know, 2020 highlighted some things. So I, I went to training, you know, now I'm good, but it's saying, no, let's continue the conversation. It's, it's you know, needing our teeth cleaned every six months. It's saying, let's, um, let's continue self-reflection. Let's continue diving deep um, and just being committed to growth in this area. 
Yeah, that's so well put. So Justice, let's wrap this whole thing up. What is some word of encouragement? You've kind of, you've given lots of little words of encouragement, but if, if you could leave our teenagers, if you could leave our parents of teenagers with a word of encouragement, what would you like to say? I would say do not let your life circumstances dictate where you go from here. I recognize that, unfortunately, there are so many um, injustices and, and wrongs and things that I believe our world is working on making right. Um, but regardless of, of kind of where we go and, and, and what we have yet to work on, I just want to challenge each and every one of you. Um, to reach, reach for the moon. You know, that saying, if you reach and you miss, you land among the stars. I remember hearing that as a kid and kind of thinking, okay, you know, even if that goal or that dream just sounds ridiculous, just so unrealistic. I mean, no one in your community has ever done that. No one in your family has ever done that. Like, let that be the goal. Reach for that. Um, and I, I will say, I mean, I think I've seen in my own life, you will be so surprised at how you can be the first. You can be, you know, the first generation, um, the first of your family. You can be the first African-American. You can be the first woman. Um, and, and whatever that identity or cultural background might look like for you, um, just, just knowing that you absolutely can. Um, and, you know, I bring up just kind of where we have to go as um, a world and as a country, because I think it's important. I don't want to send this message of um, every person has an equal opportunity of achieving. I think that's the unfortunate part of where we have so much growth, you know, and, and so much room to grow so that every person can have an equal chance and opportunity. Um, but I just, I want to share from someone who, you know, has had the background that I, I've had and, you know, I've shared a little bit um, about myself, but um, just, just not letting anything keep you down and, and not letting your life circumstances question um, your value, you know, knowing that you're valuable, knowing that you're worthy. Um, so that would be my encouragement, you know, reach for those unrealistic, I mean, makes people laugh type of goals, like those things that, you know, just have people thinking, yeah, you're like, that's it. That's the one that you need to go for. And, you know, when they congratulate you later, <laughs> it'll feel awesome. They'll put a crown on your head and you'll say, see, I did go for that goal. They'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today, Justice. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's yeah, always such a pleasure connecting with you. Aww. And we want to say thank you to all of you for watching those that are going to be watching and those that are going to be listening on our podcast. If you want to learn more about the Respect Team, you can go to our website. It's just respectteam.com. You can learn about all the different things that we get to do here in our community, the different events and and maybe just want to connect with us, which is completely fine too. So we would love for you to reach out. Again, that's just respectteam.com. And of course, we want to leave you with our respect team motto, which is respect yourself, respect others, and of course, respect all. Don't want to talk. Don't want to say it out loud. If I start, it'll all fall out. Keep the conversation light. Don't try and get to know me, cause I...